Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here it is, Tuesday, November 9th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Flyers will be back at it tomorrow, resuming their November schedule with a game hosting the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and the Leafs will be in town. John Tavares, the list goes on, and it uh, should be an intriguing matchup come tomorrow. We'll preview the game for you tomorrow. And also tomorrow, going to have a very special guest. It will be General Manager Chuck Fletcher. So we'll talk about the offseason moves, how the start to the season has gone, and much more with the architect, the GM of the team, Chuck Fletcher, will join us in tomorrow's episode. But on this episode and joining us right now is Flyers assistant coach Mike Yo to talk about the penalty kill, the start to the season, a much more normal hockey world, and much more. And he joins us now. Mike, how you doing? Great, Jason. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's got to feel pretty good coming into that first week of November. I, we looked at those games here on the podcast and said, this is a tough month. 14 games to uh, kind of come away with five of the six available points is, is a good week and a good start. Yeah, it is. Uh, it feels very good. Um, like you said, the caliber teams that we're playing against um, and also especially the way we kind of uh, finished off that road trip, the, the caliber game that we played in Washington. And now we get to kind of look ahead and look at the schedule and say, OK, here we go again. <laughs> Another bunch of really good teams coming up. But I always believe that. Uh, you know, that obviously it's a challenge when you play those teams, but at the same time, it's an opportunity for you to um, to really fine-tune your game. Obviously, if you're going to win those games, you're going to have to play at your best. And, uh, and again, I think that the last game against Washington was an example of that. All your years in this league, do you ever remember, you know, it's only an eighth into the season. It's 10 games in, but still, there's only two teams in the entire conference sub-500. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know. It might be, it might be me um, and Chuck a little bit, but uh, coming from the <laughs> old central division there when I was with Minnesota and St. Louis, I mean, that, it seemed like that division was uh, every year there was, you know, it was an automatic that, that five teams were going to make the playoffs and it was going to be a battle every night. Uh, now we come here and, and obviously you look at our division right now and, and the records of these teams, but you know what, it's uh, again, it, in one sense, obviously, you know, if you get too caught up and it can be frustrating, you start scoreboard watching right now. Um, you know, so the, the mindset has to be that uh, it's an opportunity to really, you know, improve on your game, to get better, uh, to get stronger. And, uh, and and obviously you have to, to get excited about those challenges. Mike, is, is there something good that from a coaching standpoint that can be taken from that too, where you, it's easy to tell the guys, look, guys, you guys now close to this. You're not oblivious and you know how tight this division and this conference is that it keeps everybody on their toes and there's never any mental sag because you, you know that, you know, a couple of bad games and missed opportunities on points and you could be in a far different situation real quick. So is that good from a coaching perspective in a way? Yeah, there's no question. I mean, it, it's obviously, it's difficult to have, uh, you know, the hundred percent focus and, and attention and motivation, you know, 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week. Um, but obviously when you go into a, a you know, a match against uh, any of these teams and, and you see what our teams in our division have done the night before, or we're playing one of these teams in our division, uh, there's no question that that can help motivate the guys. I, again, I think for, for us, we're early in the year here right now. Um, the mindset has to be, you know, that it's about us each and every night. Um, you know, the fact that we are in a playoff position right now is great, but at the same time, we have to really continue to improve on our game, continue to show up and then play a certain way every night. And, uh, you know, as far as us taking care of, of that, when we do that, then we know that we can trust that we'll be in the right position at the end of the year. When you look at 
kind of that first 10 game segment. I know that coaches like to look at things in, in much more smaller incremental segments. When you look at that first 10 games, and if I were to tell you, Mike, before the season, hey, you're only going to have Ryan Ellis for three of those games. You're only going to have you're not going to have Kevin Hayes at all. Uh, you're not going to have Wade Allison available at all. And he's a guy that could be on PP2, was last year at points and provides a lot of energy and physicality and, and, and youth and, and all that comes with it. And you'd be sitting where you're sitting. You probably would have signed that contract, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know what? Obviously, um, through the course of the year, you know, when when you look back and, and you've had a good season, and, and you're looking back and you're you you know you're you're finding the reasons why um, the depth of your team and players stepping up at certain times is always going to be a factor. There's always going to be injuries. Um, you know, there's always going to be guys that are out of the lineup that are missing. And, uh, and, you know, obviously that can't be an excuse because, uh, you know, again, at the end of the year, these points, they matter. It's important. Um, you can't fall behind. And, and, uh, and we've seen a lot of guys step up, um, you know, you know, I'll mention obviously whether it's a guy like Sealer on the back end, whether it's a guy like Bronner, uh, you know, moving up and, and playing, you know, 24 minutes. I think he played last game, um, you know, against Ovechkin basically every shift. Or you look at a guy like Scotty Lawton, how he's moved up in the lineup and how he's contributing. But there's so much more than that, too. You know, like it, like it, I was talking about it yesterday that you need individual performances from guys. But, you know, when your team plays a certain way, you give each individual a better chance of succeeding. And, and, uh, and I think we've seen a lot of that. So our leadership's been really strong. Uh, the guy's been doing a lot of the right things, obviously, and we got to keep getting better here. Mike, you just referenced the Washington game. And the thing about the Washington game that was really great was the process of that game. Um, the, the attention to detail was so there, especially in those first two periods. And you guys hung on in the third, and that's a sign of a good team. Uh, but has the process for you guys year to year from last year, we know the, the struggles in the process and it, it never really kind of got under the team, the detail game, uh, but you seem to have it this year. And the goalies are a benefactor of that. The team defense is a better factor of that. And I'm not just talking about the defenseman. I'm talking about the five man unit. Has the, the process been far better in your eyes and you guys deep diving into it than it was obviously a year ago? Yeah. I mean, obviously one of our, one of our, focuses as a coaching staff was to sort of address last year when we came in this year and com then completely throw it away. So, yeah. um, you know, without, without talking too much about last year, <clears throat> what I will say is that game um, last night, I would say that our, our game uh, resembled what you would have seen probably more two years ago. Um, you know, the speed that we had through the neutral zone, uh, the four check that we had, um, the time that we spent in the offensive zone, that's that's obviously a much easier game for your defenseman to play than as you know as opposed to a back and forth kind of game um, where there's turnovers and there's counter attacks and and uh, and when your defensemen are able to sort of sit on them in the offensive zone um, and the way that that our forwards the the F three that they had all night long whether it was on the four check or whether it was just when when we were possessing the puck in the offensive zone it allowed us to to, to defend quickly to get the puck very uh, back very quickly and reattack very quickly and and uh and that's a real frustrating game for the other play the other team to play and, and the fact that we did it against a team like washington in washington um you know again i think it's a great sign so obviously still a lot of work here to do um but uh, in my opinion a real good uh, blueprint of of the success that we can have when we play that type of game when you look at the play of two guys in particular or three guys Provorov, Giroux, and Couturier. It, to me, it's these these three players look like they're trying to make a statement that they're far closer to the team you guys were two years ago 
than you were the team last year. And they're making a point to make it stick out as pretty much shift by shift. Uh, because, you know, the truth lies somewhere in the middle, but, you know, somewhere you go, okay, we're either closer to one side or the other. And they're trying to say, no, we're far closer to what we were in 2019, 20. Yeah, obviously, again, last year, there was a lot of things that were discussed and, and you know, whether it was COVID and the, the schedule and, and, you know, all kinds of things. And, and, and so, you know, our mindset coming in was that we, we, we really believe that that's not, uh, you know, indicative of who we are. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, it doesn't represent, uh, you know, the, the character that we have on this, this team and, and uh, obviously the talent that we have on this team and our players have completely embraced that they've, they've shown that, um, you know, with, with the way that they've uh, been prepared to play each and every night, though, those, those three guys that you're mentioning, you know, obviously when your best players are ready to go, it elevates the, the, the level of the rest of the group. And, uh, and so again, we, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can to turn the page on last year. Um, and, uh, and for me, you know, exactly what you said that those three guys, um, and many more are, are, you know, allowing their play, uh, to send the message that that's not who we are and we want to prove it. Yeah. Other than my dopey questions, keep asking and bringing up last year, <laughs> I, I know like you guys acknowledge last year in the beginning, then you crinkle it up and you throw it in the trash can and you empty the recycle bin. Like you got to get rid of it. You can't, you can't go into another season with, you know, the, the ghosts of past. Let, let me ask you in particular uh, about, you know, the identity of the team. Cause I know AV talked about this in the beginning, something to prove was something that he had on his shirt quite often and you look at this identity and it reminds me of that second half two years ago, because bouncing back from losses is a, a big and great identifiable trait of a good team, because you don't want one loss to turn into two. opening night. You guys lose, you come back, you rattle off two, and you beat Boston in there as well. You lose that last game of the homestand in Florida. You go out on the road, you get two back-to-back two first road games in a back-to-back situation in Western Canada with Edmonton and Vancouver. You lose that last game, you come back, you beat Arizona. You lose to Pittsburgh, but you come back and you beat Washington on the road. What is like? How does that confidence just grow and grow throughout a season with a group when you can bounce back from losses from your viewpoint as a coach? Yeah, again, like you're, you're never going to be perfect. There's always going to be times where, uh, you know, uh, you have a bad shift, you have a breakdown, you have, uh, you know, the puck goes in the net, the other team made a great play. This, this applies to, you know, every aspect, every part of your game. Um, really what's important is do you come back the next shift and live in that moment or have you moved on? Have you, have, you know, have you prepared for your next shift and go out or is the next man step over the boards and, and turn the tide? And, and obviously the same applies for, uh, you know, if we lose a game, I, I, we have a, a good understanding of, of how we're successful, you know, the type of game we play, when we are. And, uh, and again, I think that our leadership's done an outstanding job of getting right to it. You know, even some of the games that we've won, we've had some moments in those games that have, have been less than great. You know, you look at the period, the first period against Arizona, um, you know, wasn't a great uh, game. And, and, you know, obviously it's huge when your goaltender can make some saves the way Hartsy did that night. Uh, but the team recognizes that quickly and they're able to, uh, to get back on top of their game and, and, and get playing the right way. And, uh, and again, that's what good teams do. Nobody's perfect night after night, uh, shift after shift. Uh, but in, in recognizing when you're not at your best and identifying what you need to do to get back to that level, that's, that's what our group's done well so far. Mike, what, what has the goaltending done for the group? Freeing their mind with having, you know, Hartsey back there playing great. Martin Jones and his three starts. Oh, ho-hum, three, over 950 save percentage. Uh, how about uh, the 3-0 and record coming in trying to – kind of revitalize his career. 
What does that goaltending do for everybody that plays in front of them, though? Uh, confidence. You know, that's yep. the big thing. You know, uh, the, the, the players, uh, you know, you play more on your toes. You play uh, more aggressive. You're, you're more willing to attack. Uh, and that's not necessarily even with the puck. That's also in how you bend and, and how you take away time and space and you get on people. Um, so the, the goaltenders have been outstanding. They've done a, a, a great job for us. You know, again, as good as you want to play, uh, there's no teams out there that don't give up scoring chances, don't give up shots. And uh, and so your goalies have to come up uh, big at certain times. Uh, you know, one of the things I love is just how calm both of them have been, even yeah. when we're, you know, in situations where the other team has uh, momentum, has opportunities. And, and that really does, you know, fester through to the rest of the group. Uh, you know, you can see that they're calm, they're confident, they believe in themselves. And, uh, and with that, that elevates the confidence of the entire group. Oh, I love that you said that because calm goaltending does provide confidence. If you guys are flailing all over, still making saves, but that calm and positional goaltending and just being getting to your spots and making saves and just thwarting opportunities by rebound control and absorbing pucks is so big. Let, let me ask you, Yosi, you've been in this game a long time. you played it forever. You've been coaching forever. And – you know, the groups come together in different ways at different times. This is a lot of new faces here from from Ryan Ellis and Broussard and Atkinson and on down the line, a lot of new faces. Rasmus versus the line and Keith Yandel, you know, Nate Thompson back. This group seems to have come together and plays for each other very quickly, and they seem to have each other's back. What can you attribute that to? Is that some savvy veterans that come in that, that know that that's part of the not only their job at this point, but also to come in and, and know that, any team that's going to have success has to be together. Yeah, I mean, obviously there has to be a you know concerted effort from from the group, and and uh, and obviously I think it starts with the leadership. Um, for me, what it really comes down to, you know, you want to have a close group. I've been on many teams, as you said, you almost made me feel a little bit old there when you start talking about how long I've been around for. But well, you and I are the same age. <laughs> where you know you have you have players that that get along really well off the ice. They're good friends. Um, but when, you know, it's almost two different lives and, and two, two different, uh, you know, relationships, when it gets time to being on the ice, it's a different story. You don't have that chemistry this year, our group, um, you know, that, that's a feeling that you have. And I, I think that you saw it right from preseason, even in preseason guys, when you see guys taking themselves out of their comfort zone, um, doing things that, that, you know, uh, you know, obviously some things might not be fun uh, in, in playing the game, blocking a shot, taking a, you know, uh, an Ovechkin shot off the ankle might not be fun. Uh, you know, getting into a scrum with, uh, you know, a guy who's six foot four and knowing that he, he might pop you in the jaw, that, that might not be fun. But guys are doing these things um, for each other and that's contagious and that builds, that builds team chemistry. You see guys making the commitment to each other and, and, uh, and obviously, uh, you know, when you get results that, that, that uh, just helps things that much more. So uh, it seems like a very close group so far and uh, obviously a real positive for us. Yeah. When a guy like uh, Sealer takes on a guy like Alexiak, like that, that's, that's a big ask. I mean, that's it, a real big ask, and, yeah. but he, he stood in there and, and, and then in that same game, you know, Nate Thompson takes on Nathan Bastion for the shenanigans with Drew earlier saying, Hey man, if you're going to write a check, we'll cash it. No problem. Yeah. But yeah, that's not going to sure. happen. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you about the PK, Mike, because, you know, in the beginning of the year, th there was, you know, the team was taking too many minor penalties. There was a game with seven against Florida, another game with six. But in some way, maybe that helped develop the PK even further because it seems like you guys are hitting a real nice groove there. You had to kill one off against Ovechkin and the Caps in that third period on Saturday. 
Uh, talk about the PK and the growth of it that you're seeing so far. Yeah, you know what? Um, coming into the season again, we wanted to turn the page on last year. Um, you know, it, 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 two years ago we were good. That didn't mean anything going into last year. Last year we weren't good, and that doesn't mean anything coming into this year. And uh, and so I, I actually, even though we gave up goals in preseason, you know, there's times where you have certain guys out there that are not going to be killing for you during the season. Um, and uh, and actually, I thought there was some pretty weird bounces i thought that that you there were signs that it was going to be on the right track you know some of the goals we gave up were sort of a little bit fluky and then we come into the game uh first game against uh, uh vancouver to start the season and and they score a weird goal off the end boards yeah. and uh, and a weird goal in a five on three situation um you know there's sort of the sense that oh here we go again uh what i love about what you know what i think good penalty kill teams do and uh, and you know sort of we alluded it to it earlier is listen you're out there against the best players in the world there's an extra guy on the ice there's going to be moments there's going to be times where we might have a breakdown they might get a chance they might score they might make you know two three great plays that really it doesn't in all honesty it's almost nothing you can do in some of these situations but you know do you go back out the next shift and do you play on your heels do you get hesitant do you play slow do you are you know are you passive and, and scared or do you get back out there and attack and 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 i think that we've done a much better job of that this year that uh, you know again some things have happened uh, you know when that's happened we've we've had saves from our goalies and uh, and if it does go in the net then we come back out the next shift and and we're back on our toes we're aggressive we're pressuring and uh, and for me that's the way that we got to play you know we're obviously out there against great players you can go out there with the mindset that you hope things are going to go well or you can go out there with the mindset that uh, that we're going to determine how things go and we're going to make things real frustrating for them all right mike this question last question for you is not based on last year but it alludes to it in the sense that things are much more normal this year you guys went to canada on a road trip you've left the time zone you guys aren't holed up in hotels like you were a year ago does it feel maybe not a hundred percent normal but pretty damn close it's pretty damn close and, and i gotta yeah. tell you it's nice not even yeah. just for the players but for you know for uh, the staff for for our mental state like so i can only imagine the players you know yeah. it's it's a high pressure environment and uh and so to be able to go for a, a dinner, you know, and, and just to, to be with your, you know, the group that you're working with and, and chat with each other and even sometimes talk about things that aren't related to hockey, um, it's, it's a huge plus. So that's, you know, there's so many great things about uh, playing and working in the NHL and, and some of the traveling and seeing different cities and, and getting to experience some of that stuff. Now, you know, obviously you're not there for a vacation, but at the same time, uh, you know, if you can go for a dinner and, and get out of your hotel room, it certainly makes things uh, a lot more enjoyable. So that part of it's been outstanding. Yeah, I, I'm, it's been great being at the building, too, with fans and organic rises and falls and crowd uh, reactions. It's It feels really good after what the world went through. Mike, uh, thanks for taking the time, as always. We appreciate you guys are back at it against the Leafs on Wednesday. Uh, appreciate the time, as always. Thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, sounds good, Jason. Thanks to Mike Yo for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Again, tomorrow, Flyers General Manager Chuck Fletcher will be our guest on Flyers Daily to talk about a litany of things, including how the season has started, slow starts, are they gone for good, and much more. So that'll be in tomorrow's brand new episode. But everybody, have a great Tuesday. Tomorrow's also game day. We'll preview Flyers Leafs, that and much more in a brand new episode coming up tomorrow of Flyers Daily.